Welcome to Sunshine State Takes, everybody. It is Thursday, February 4th, 2021. We are three days away from the championship game of the National Football League, the 55th edition of the Super Bowl. It's going to be going down in Tampa Bay this Sunday against the hometown Bucks and the hopeful uh, two-time back-to-back champ, Kansas City Chiefs. They're trying to be the first team since the Patriots back in the early 2000s to get that back-to-back Super Bowl championship. The Seahawks almost did it until Malcolm Butler intercepted that pass at the goal line, Super Bowl 49, repeating is an incredibly difficult thing to do in the NFL, but the Chiefs are looking to make that happen. Mahomes, Brady, it's going to be a great game. We're going to break down the entire game, tell you guys everything you need to know. It's going to be an awesome show. Brandon, how are you feeling about the Super Bowl this year? Dude, I am pumped. I am so happy that we were able to make it to this point, especially because of all the obstacles that have been put in the way of the NFL and sports in general because of COVID-19 and everything that's arisen from that. However, as you can tell, Matt and I are just juiced to be able to talk about this game and actually watch it on Sunday night. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Uh, The storylines are running rampant. It's a very highly anticipated matchup. Um, it's going to be good. It's going to be awesome. The 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 new upcoming QB and Patrick Mahomes versus the old legend Tom Brady. You couldn't ask for anything more than that. going to be great. We got the young goat versus the goat goat. The goat goat. All the right. Goat goat. That's, so we'll see. Uh, a torch may be passed on Sunday or a torch may continue to be held. We'll see. It's going to be awesome. Absolutely. Let's get into it. You are listening to Sunshine State Takes. I'm Brandon Carroll alongside Matt McConnell, and we are back. And this is, yes, our second podcast of the week. And I know it sounds crazy. We normally struggle to get one, but no, because it's Super Bowl week, because we are just so pumped to be able to watch the powerhouses of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Kansas City Chiefs face off on CBS with Tony Romo and Jim Nance on the call. We're here for our number two and if you guys didn't check out the last one, uh, we had my roommate and what our, we call our combat sports expert who will also um, be joining us in, at future dates after UFC events or boxing events, things like that. Go check that out. It's on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, really wherever you can find a podcast in general. But Matt, before we get into the meat of today's show, which consists of the Super Bowl preview, I know you have something you want to talk about for what's on your mind. Yeah, I do. And let me just say one thing real quick. Around a year ago today, actually February 1st, uh, we sat around in your house and we did the Super Bowl 54 preview. Yes. Uh, so it's 
it's been a year. Uh, it's been really fun to keep this journey going. Here we are again with our second Sunshine State Takes Super Bowl preview. Uh, the Chiefs currently live rent-free in our Super Bowl previews. We're going to have to start <laughs> charging them. We'll see if they make it a third next year, but I'm certainly ready to get this second one underway. Uh, getting into what I have on my mind, a big trade occurred in baseball. You know me, I like to get some baseball talk in every now and then. Nolan Arenado, arguably one of the best third basemen, maybe the best third baseman in the MLB, has been shipped out of Colorado. He is going to the Arizona, or not Arizona, man, I'm still in football mode. He's going to the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, a, a funny thing, actually, is the Arizona Cardinals have a guy who was drafted by the Oakland Athletics, Kyler Murray. Yeah. So they do have some baseball ties. Uh, but that's besides the point. Arenado joins what is going to be a very good team in the National League, probably going to win the NL Central. Uh, this is a Cardinals team that was in the NLCS in 2019. They got swept by the Nationals, and they made the playoffs last year. They lost to the Padres. So they're... They still have a stacked roster. He joins a lineup that is projected to have Tommy Edmond at second, Paul DeYoung at short, Paul Goldschmidt at first, Nolan Arenado at third, Dylan Carlson in the outfield, Dexter Fowler in the outfield, Yadier Molina, the seasoned vet at catcher, and Harrison Bader in the outfield. This is just going to be a stacked lineup, and Nolan Arenado just adds more power and more pop to that lineup. Um, I don't like the Cardinals at all, so this really pains me to have to praise them, but <laughs> It's it's so hard to not be happy for a guy like Nolan Arenado who uh, got out of what was a crippling organization in Colorado. Uh, I know the Rockies had a press conference pretty much explaining that we had to get rid of Arenado because we're a mid-market team that couldn't afford him. And a lot of baseball writers and whatnot were just disgusted by the conference and they thought it was pathetic on the Rockies' end. I personally didn't get to see it, so I'm not going to speak on it, but those are just some things I heard. I think this Cardinals team has a lot to look forward to in this 2021 season. They're going to benefit from a pretty weak NL Central, so it should be fairly easy for them to win it. On top of it, they have some solid guys in that rotation, Jack Flaherty, Adam Wainwright, Carlos Martinez. And then in the bullpen, give some praise to Jordan Hicks here. This is a guy, he's their closer. He just throws absolute cheese. He can throw the ball so fast. He hits 101, 101 consistently. They got some other good guys in there uh, like Andrew Miller and John Gant as well. So the Cardinals are certainly going to be a team to keep an eye on. They're going to be right up there in the National League with the Dodgers, with the Padres, with the Braves. And the NL just continues to get better day after day. Teams like the the Mets and Nationals are, are making moves as well. It's just going to be a dogfight in that National League. I'm looking forward to it. Once the Super Bowl is out of the way, pitchers and catchers report February 17th. I'm excited. All, every every year for me, the second football's over, it's baseball season. So uh, we got to get through Sunday and it'll be there. But I'm excited. These uh, This has been a, a pretty interesting offseason in baseball, and I'm excited to see it play out when the season rolls around. I think it's so interesting how like different we are in general. Because like football, for me, I – get them a football season. And then that's when I start really getting into basketball, despite it being going yeah. on at the same time. It's just, I, th I think it's cool. Like, you know, we, we each have our different outside of football. Obviously we both enjoy basketball. I'm starting to get yeah. a little into baseball, but like for the most part, I go basketball, you go baseball. And we kind of sit yeah. there while football is in its break. So I just, I think right. that's just a different of difference in the way that, you know, really we were raised. I mean, yeah. that's, and, and 
and I've been increasing my basketball intake and you seem to have been increasing your baseball intake. Yeah. We've also both been increasing our hockey intake a little bit. <laughs> yeah. We were glued to the Stanley Cup uh, just yeah. for no reason at all. But, uh, well, you know, watching, I mean, we were watching it at Topgolf. <laughs> Got back from Topgolf and we were just chilling there yeah, watching the Lightning maybe, win it. Maybe, maybe hockey might. Yeah, it was a... Uh, yeah, it was fun to watch. That was a good series. Hockey's back in full swing too, but I have not watched much at all. So we're going to uh, cap off there. And uh, do you have anything? Um, so normally this is where I would give my what's on my mind. However, I, t- I say enough with the Sunshine State takes formalities. Okay. T- we need to get into the meat of the show. What's yeah. What this is all really about. And that's with the collision of the two best teams in the NFL throughout the 2020 season with the Kansas City Chiefs and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We're we're getting into the biggest spectacle in sports right now with the yeah. Super Bowl preview. So I say without further ado, let's just hit it. I agree, 100%. Uh, so we, we uh, outlined it a bit in the intro. Kansas City Chiefs and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, the Bucs are going to be playing the Super Bowl in their home stadium they're going to be the first team in the history of the NFL to do that. There are just storylines written all over this game, but I think the best place to start was the last time these two teams met because it was fairly recent, November 29th, week 12. The Chiefs had a 27 to 24 win over the Bucks. At that point for the Bucks, it was their third loss in the past four games. They had lost 38-3 to the Saints, they had lost 27-24 to the Rams. And then they had lost 27-24 to the Chiefs. But if you remember that game, the Bucs were down 27-10 to late. Brady led some touchdown drives late to make it a game again. And it was really the first loss the Bucs had that they could build on. And they didn't lose the rest of the stretch. Beat the Vikings, beat the Falcons, beat the Lions, beat the Falcons again. Uh, and then won three road games in the playoffs against Washington, New Orleans, and Green Bay. After that Kansas City game, they completely hit their stride. And now they get a chance to to cap off their season with a chance to beat that with another shot at the chiefs in their home stadium. So um, what did you see from that game in week 12 that you think might be a lingering factor when these two teams meet again in the super bowl, if anything, or do you think that game is not even an indicator of how this game is going to go? I think both teams are much different than they were when they faced off the first time. However, I think the biggest kind of worry at least for the bucks that is uh of that first game is the inability to contain tyreek hill in any way yeah. there they had no answer for him especially early on i mean the dude was on pace for like 500 receiving yards in the first he had quarter two, he had 200 in the first quarter yeah, it, it, was... it was a ridiculous amount of uh usage early on and the bucks just seemed like they were flat coming out of the gate and i feel like that's happened with them multiple times as I've been watching them. Um, they come out, they, I expect, it, it's weird. Because I've seen Brady do that for, I don't know how long. He'll come out, right. it'll look like, oh, this is the year they get taken down. It happened in the 2017 game where I was glued to the TV because my Jaguars were in it. Yep. But it just looked like, oh, this is the year Brady goes down. And then he comes back late, he puts up that effort, and they either pull it out or they just fall. Right. And... Against Kansas City, I will not. I'm gonna credit Tom Brady for orchestrating what was a comeback um, against the Kansas City Chiefs team. Except, I think Kansas City kind of let off the gas pedal a bit. Um, yeah, they weren't as 
aggressive, which is weird to me because Andy Reid's been known to be aggressive. I mean, he went for it on a fourth and one with the game on the line with Chad Henney as his quarterback. Like, yeah. And it, it, it wasn't like a QB sneak either. It was an out route to throw. Tyree Kill. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. He, he shows, he continues to show that he is willing to trust that his players are better than the other teams to be able to get, or he can out-scheme the other team to get these first downs or touchdowns or wins, really. And based, I, I, I mean, I was watching last game. I watched mostly on red zone um, between these two. So I only really got to see like the highlight highlights. Yeah. However, um, just what Patrick Mahomes was able to do, he just was clicking on all cylinders. Yeah. He was really looking as if he could not be stopped in general. I mean, there was a few times where he was just making unreal throws. There's one that circulated around Twitter where he just rolls out to the left as a right-handed quarterback, looks across the middle of the field to Tyreek Hill, slings it side-armed. Yeah into the pocket and Tyreek gets a gain of like 26 or something yeah. like that. Like it was just, yeah. if, if they, if the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense can't stop the well diverse attack of this Kansas city chiefs offense, this could be a long, long day for Tampa Bay. And I mean, it's not based off the fact that Tampa Bay's secondary or anything isn't talented, but that chiefs, the weapons that the chiefs have are just so good. And there's so many of them. And they all do different things so well. I mean, yeah. Travis Kelsey, he's a leading receiver in the NFL as a tight end. Like, come on now. Yep. Come insane. on. That's insane. And a, a big body like that. And then you got Tyreek Hill, who if you even think about looking in the backfield, he's burning you up the sideline. You can't look at the quarterback at all. You have to be glued in on him, him as an assignment. So it's just, can the Buccaneers defense step up to the plate and kind of just allow they don't really even have to stop the Kansas City Chiefs offense because we've we've seen that that's impossible. You can't do it. You it, it you just cannot stop them. You can right. slow them, but you can't yep. completely stop them. Can they slow them enough to give Tom Brady an opportunity to orchestrate what he was orchestrating at the end of last game? I'm I right. that's a tough question to really be answered before the game starts. Yeah. Well, one of the biggest things you mentioned the Chiefs stepped off the gas a bit. That's true. I mean, they were up 17-10 at halftime or 20-10 yeah. at halftime or something like that. Uh, only ended up winning the game 27-24. And the Bucks had their opportunities. There was a third and 15 on the Bucks side of the field where Brady threw a 50-yard bomb to Chris Godwin. Looked like they were, that looks like that was going to be a play that was going to get him right back in the game. On the ensuing play, Tyran Matthew brings uh, pressure. Brady throws it up. He throws a pick. Then on the next drive, the Chiefs get pressure on him again. Brady throws a tip pass. Tyron Matthew picks it off. Then yeah. from there, Brady hit those two touchdown drives to make it a three-point game late. So the, the I think this Chiefs defense is going to give the Bucs those opportunities, even if the Bucs defense is struggling to stop the Chiefs offense. The opportunities for the Bucs to make this game a shootout are going to be there, but it's just a matter of, can the Bucks O-line pick up on these blitz packages that uh, Spangulo is going to send at Tom Brady? Uh, I've seen stats all week talking about uh, Brady's stats against Spangulo. They, they're not good. He hasn't been good against them, especially in the postseason. Um, so, and the other thing I saw was the Chiefs blitz Tom Brady on, I think, 48% of dropbacks in that, in that Week 12 game. I mean, at this point, the Chiefs under this Mahomes – under this Mahomes Reed led team have seen Brady. This is going to be the fifth time now they've seen Brady and they've seen Brady 
at the biggest stages. They saw him on Sunday Night Football in 2018. They saw him in the AFC Championship. They saw him in a big Week 14 game last year. Uh, and they saw him in Week 12 in Tampa this year. So at this point, the Chiefs know Tom Brady. They know what he's going to want to do. They know how he likes to play. But it's just a matter of can the Bucks O-line step up against those Chiefs blitzes this time? Because we all know it's the same thing with Brady every week. If he can stand still in the pocket, he can pick you apart. But if you get pressure on him, he's going to throw the ball into the ground. He's going to throw it up in the air. And it's it, like you said, it, it could be a really long day. So I'm looking at this game in the trenches. How can the Bucks hold up? I think Alex Kappa is going to be out, I heard. So that's going to that's gonna hurt the Bucks O-line a bit. But on the Chiefs side of things, they got three of their five offensive linemen from last year's Super Bowl not playing in this game. Yeah. Uh, they had they had an opt out at the beginning of the season mm-hmm. and then uh Eric Fisher got hurt and I believe Schwartz is the other one, Mitchell Schwartz I think is the other one who might not be playing. I think I saw I was watching Good Morning Football and they said 3 out of 5. I think those were the three names they listed. So gotcha. uh and we we saw this uh we saw this Bucks defense go up against a team with missing O-linemen just in the NFC Championship. The Packers without David Bakhtiari um you know uh, arguably the anchor piece of this Packers offensive line. And, you know, Shaq Barrett was able to come away with three sacks. That D-line was able to get pressure all game long. Uh, we've seen Devin White have his moments in the playoffs, the way he played against the Saints. So um, outside of this Bucks secondary, which got torched against the Chiefs last time, I have the confidence that the Bucks front seven can disrupt the Chiefs offense and make plays, especially with those offensive linemen out. So for me, it's, how are the Bucks going to react to these blitzes that Spangulo tries to throw at them? And for the Chiefs, it's how can that makeshift O-line hold up against a dominant Bucks pass rush? Those are the two biggest keys to me because that can be all the difference in this being a high-scoring game and a 13-13 game in the fourth quarter if both Brady and Mahomes are getting hit all yeah. day long. Yeah, I mean, this is going to be – there's no indication that this is going to be a defensive battle in the least because we saw right. it last time. We saw it. We've seen it with really every Kansas City Chiefs game that's occurred in the past, however long. Matt Patrick, what two years, three years? Yeah, three years. So now. it's there is no indication it's going to be a defensive battle. However, what Todd Bowles for Tampa Bay brings to the table is a bright, innovative defensive mind. The same thing that Steve Spagnuolo brings to the Kansas City Chiefs defense. And I mean, now the Kansas City Chiefs defense has drastically improved from where they were a few seasons ago. The Bucks have seen taken steps throughout the season as a predominantly, they, they utilize what pressure they can create along the front seven. Um, and like you said, this is really going to be a battle of which teams can handle pressure the most. I think yeah. at the end of the day, you're going to see two teams trying to bring the house. Um, what The Bucks maybe might rely a bit more on their actual because i feel like the bucks defensive line in terms of like their edge rushers pass rushers in general it's a bit more talented however that's not taking anything away from kansas city who has chris jones in the middle i mean they have both teams have some guys up front um but i think tampa bay frank clark yeah i think tampa bay is just more diverse diverse is the good word to use but anyways at the end of the day when you look at what Kansas City is able to do in terms of complementing their defensive efforts with their offensive efforts. Yeah. I think it's hard to it's almost hard to beat a team like this. Like 
you have to think, yes, they've had some close games. Yes, they've been really just scraping by throughout the second half of the season. But in general, this is a team that's lost one game all season. Yeah. And it was to the Las Vegas Raiders. And yeah. that and it, it might say two on this on the record, on their on the standing sheet. However, one of those was a week seventeen loss with Chad Henney as a starting quarterback. And I mean Henny yeah. thing is possible and he redeemed himself in the playoffs, but I mean, it's just that they have been on a roll consistently all season. They have been a menace to be reckoned with offensively, as expected. And Patrick Mahomes continues to do things that just wow you every time he steps on the football field. Is that wow factor something that can lead the Kansas City Chiefs to another Super Bowl? It might as it might be because if he rolls out of the pocket, throws in between Ndamukong and Sue and Vita Vague coming up the middle as a with a sidearm throw to Travis Kelsey for a touchdown. Like no one else in the NFL can do that. Rodgers maybe, right. but that's about it. Yeah, we'll we'll see for sure. Um, something I wanted to bring up was is just. Well, I want to talk about some guys on the Bucks that I have some expectations for okay. in this game. And I'm kind of thinking about I'm thinking about Rob Gronkowski a little bit here. Okay. And it's kind of like, where has he been in these playoffs? You know? And you, you think you think back to the Patriots in the playoffs in previous years. Gronk was always there. You know, he was always a factor in some way, except for 2016 when he missed the postseason, he was hurt. But 2015, he was responsible for some big plays. 2014, in that playoff run where they beat the Seahawks, he was responsible for some big plays. 2017, he dominated in the Super Bowl. I'm thinking, I'm thinking here in the NFC Championship, Gronk had one catch for 29 yards. And that the first thing I thought of was the 2018 divisional round, Patriots against the Chargers. Gronk had one catch for 25 yards. The next week they took on the Chiefs. Gronk goes eight for eight catches for 76 yards, a big third down conversion in overtime and another big catch late in that game. And then I kind of think, well, what did Gronk do against the chiefs in week 12? Well, he had 106 receiving yards, including catches of 29 and 48. So past history plus uh, you know, what he did against the chiefs in week 12 tells me that there's an X factor for the bucks in this game. And it's, it's, you might not think it, you know, he's kind of gone under the rug a bit, but, you know, with the Chiefs, the, the Chiefs, no doubt, are going to be putting up production at tight end in this game. Travis Kelsey is going to be open all game long, like he has been every game this whole season. The Patriots are, are oh, my goodness. I just wow. call them the Patriots. Wow. I just call them Patriots. It's hard not to think that. <laughs> I mean, geez, I, you know, um, I'll, I'll, t- I'll touch on that in a sec, though, because I actually have something to say in terms of that, but the bucks are going to need that production too. And that's going to come yeah. from Gronk. I think, I think, yeah. I think, I think, you know, this is the super bowl. This is Tom Brady in the super bowl. Well, every other super bowl Brady's been in the past five years, he's had Gronk as that security blanket and he's going to, you know, there are going to be moments in the game where Brady's just going to have to get the ball out of his hands. There's going to have to be times in the game where it's, I don't have time to think about where to go with the ball. I need to have somewhere to go at the snap of a finger with Tyran Matthew coming at me and I only have one second to throw. It's going to be Gronk over the middle, I think. You and think so I'm, do you think Gronk is the Bucks' like, X factor in general? I, I like, would say yes. Game, if he has a big day, they win. I think so. Okay. I think, I think I'm, I'm going to go ahead and, and I'm fairly confident in that. I think, once again, I said it for the, the Packers game and AB ended up not playing. I still think this group of uh, former Patriots are are the X factors here that 
Brady, AB, and Gronk trio. That that's where that's where that's where I think it comes down to. I think if those three play their best ball the season, the the Bucks are going to win. Um, obviously, I think Mike Evans will be a factor. Um, Chris Godwin is just he he made some big plays this postseason. That third and nine catch where Brady threw like that fifty yard pass in the NFC Championship. That was a big play. Uh, it wasn't a great throw. It was kind of just a prayer, and Godwin went up and got it. But for the most part, I feel like Godwin's been dropping a lot of passes this postseason. Yeah. And I just feel like the Chiefs are going to be able to take him away. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think I if feel. he goes out there, I, if he goes out there and drops a pass early, and he's looking kind of scared, kind of shaky, I don't think he's going to be much of a factor. I think it's I think it's Brady, it's Gronk, it's AB, it's Evans, and it's Fournette for the Bucks in this game. Yeah. Like the guys who have been there before. Yeah. Uh, but Fournette, obviously not to the Super Bowl, but Fournette's yeah. been deep in the playoffs before. So Playoff yeah, Lenny. Playoff Lenny, exactly. So let's see if Super Bowl Lenny's a thing. Yeah. But yeah, and then, so in reference to me calling the Bucks the the Patriots, obviously, you know, it's an, it's an easy mistake to make. You got Brady, Gronk, you got AB, three former Pats. Uh, and that, for that, for me as a Patriots fan, that gives me rooting interest in this game. But... It's important to me that I don't treat this like it's my team in the Super Bowl because at the end of the day, you know, while you got Brady, you got Gronk, you got AB, well, the Patriots aren't in the Super Bowl. My team is not in the Super Bowl. They went 7-9. and nine. They didn't make the playoffs. They're not playing in the Super Bowl this year. This is a Tampa Bay franchise and Tampa Bay Buccaneers fans that have not seen this stage since 2002. They haven't been to the playoffs since 2007. And this is a, this is a big milestone for Bucks fans, you know. Even even if it feels kind of weird because they bring in the goat and they're instantly there, and you know, it feel like it may have more to do with like Brady than the the team. Then there are people that think that, and even if it does sometimes come across as that way, it's you know, this is these are still diehard Bucks fans who have sat through the worst, kind of similar to the Chiefs before Mahomes came around. You know, even though they were making the playoffs, they were having a lot of disappointing playoff endings. Mahomes gets there, gets them over the hump. First Super Bowl championship for Kansas City in 50 years. Yeah. Uh these Bucks fans have gone through a lot, especially some of those older ones that were there when the the team first entered the league in the 70s. Well, they've been a part of arguably one of the worst sports professional sports organizations in the history of like all the four, four pro sports. The Bucks have been laughably bad at times. Here they are in the Super Bowl. So, while Patriots fans have rooting interest, I am sending my message to Patriots fans. We are not to treat this Super Bowl win like it's ours because it's not. Brady left us. He went to another team. He earned his right to play in another Super Bowl. And I think it's important that we let the Bucks fans enjoy that while still, you know, deep down on the inside being happy for Brady if he's able to pull it off. That's that's kind of like my stance on it. Yeah. I, I mean, that's – yeah. Uh, I am always part of the pack that you can't claim national. No, wait. Can't claim national well, you can't, championships. I see what you're saying, though. You can't. Yeah, <laughs> you know. I was like, wait. I, I know Matt likes UCF. I mean, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, but I'm always part of that pack, and you know I, I am. I we've I see dis- where we've discussed I see that where before. You're coming from. So yeah, this has been a two year conversation between me and Brandon. <laughs> you have this conversation very very long time so uh, yeah it's overall it's just gonna be a really interesting game but i think with that said let's get into like the qb matchup the qb matchup is the biggest thing like 
Yeah. What are your expectations? Who's going to have the bigger game? Who's who's under the who's under more pressure? Is it Mahomes looking for the repeat, or is it Brady playing the Super Bowl in his home stadium, trying to get ring number seven? What's on the line here in terms of goat status? I don't think Brady needs to do anything else to solidify his goat status. So yeah. I would say Mahomes is under the more pressure. I mean, he this is a guy that has beaten him in the playoffs before. He has uh, he won it last year, but he didn't have to play Brady. Yeah. I mean, he has already starting to garner some talk that there's a possibility by the time his career wraps up, he could surpass Brady as the goat. And he's not even this. What we said this is his third year as a starter. Yeah. That so I think at the end of the day, you have to take opportunities as they come. This is a LeBron versus Jordan. Yeah, this is a possible deciding factor in the out in the following years to say Mahomes holds a head-to-head record uh, head-to-head Super Bowl victory over Tom Brady and that's saying let's say let's say Patrick Mahomes gets six Super Bowls okay let's say Tom Brady gets goes out with six that Tampa Bay doesn't win another one we're talking about just the, the accolades and everything that's occurred with both of these teams it comes down to head-to-head I believe yeah. And it's not, it's really that simple. Um, and so I think going into this matchup, Patrick Mahomes is, well, I doubt he's even thinking about that because that's not something you think about as right. a player. You're not like, oh, I want to be. Uh, Especially a third year player. Yeah. It's not on mind at all, probably. No. But. but it's still something to think about. And I think it's, it's, it's a fun conversation yeah, to have. Exactly. And so I think at the end of the day, you have to look at this matchup and you have to think. Patrick Mahomes can gain so much from this from this win. Meanwhile, Brady really doesn't gain or lose much at all. I don't believe. I mean, seven rings is crazy. And but yeah. you know, yeah. He I think Mahomes holds the uh holds the more weight, more pressure on his shoulders yeah. to hoist and and they're trying to repeat. Yeah. That's that's not easy to do. So there's another thing that's that's pressure for Mahomes. He doesn't want to end up like Russell Wilson, you know. So yeah, I hear the I hear the Bucks are signing uh, Balcom Mutler <laughs> for emergency goal line stands in the last thirty. I don't know about him. Yeah, I think he's on. I don't know, but they're bringing uh, Balcom yeah. Mutler is coming yeah. in. Oh, so we're we'll, we'll done. But, but but so uh, if Mahomes loses, then what does that do? to his go outlook in the future because can Mahomes really be labeled the go if he loses to Brady and their only Super Bowl they're going to have against each other? Well, I'm not going to say if, that. If Brady if he, plays next year, there's a chance. If but, Mahomes goes out and comes away with 15 Super Bowl rings, then yeah, obviously, but right. is that possible? Probably not. Um, I think at the end of the day, uh, Mahomes is going to have his career cemented um, his legacy cemented one way or another as one of the better quarterbacks right. of all time. If he continues on this path, um, yep. I just think it, it, it wouldn't taint his uh, conversation too much, but it would definitely bring a solid standing ground for uh, you know the Brady enthusiasts, the what, who I would equate to the Jordan enthusiasts, the old heads, um, when that time does come. Yeah, I think. Well, what I think it does is it. It keeps it keeps Brady be above Mahomes on most yeah. all time great lists. So even yeah. if Mahomes' career 
you know, he, he stays on track, puts up a great career, there will probably be, A, if Tom Brady wins seven, seven Super Bowls, most experts and analysts are going to keep him as their number one for yeah. a long time, for a long time to come, just because the the run he's been a part of, whether you believe it's been more him or more of his coaching and defense. I, so the run he's been a- I, I was a part of the the coaching. Okay, so this is this is my thought process. I think initially when he came into the league, it was he was a product of the coaching staff and everything that they put him yeah. in the right direction. However, since about the second, third Super Bowl that he's won, it's been all him. And I believe that yeah. because what I've seen from this season, this season seeing that he can replicate that success he had in New England and he's now doing it in Tampa, I'm going to throw out, I be, I'm on the side of Danny Amendola and that... It was Tom. Tom was the Patriot way. Yeah, I, it's such a tough thing to think. I mean, you know, and I don't, I don't think. Obviously, Bill and Tom benefited so much from each other. Right. They were they're the inseparable duo when you think of all time great quarterback and coach tandems. However, yeah. does that mean that uh, Tom wasn't the catalyst of some of the success that they had? Absolutely not, because we saw this season, Tom went to a different team. He immediately hoisted them into the Super Bowl. Meanwhile, t- Bill Belichick got another quarterback, and they didn't even make playoffs. And that's right. obviously it's a small sample size without each other, but uh, based off year one results, the favor of how did this, t- how did this duo, how did this uh, connection between the two work? Tom holds the he he is the one with the uh, recognition for some of those yeah. accolades. Yeah. So I want to go back to what you said. You thought at the beginning of his career he was more of a product. I agree with that. I I, I think pretty much up until well, I think for the er, the majority of the early years of his career he was a product with sprinkled in dominant performances like in the 2004 AFC Championship against Pittsburgh he was throwing darts all over the field to Deion Branch and stuff like that and then Deion in the Super Bowl, Branch what a guy yeah and then Deion Branch is a he's great Super Bowl 39 MVP here in yeah. Jacksonville yeah um and then in the Super Bowl, well, Brady played well in that Super Bowl in Jacksonville. He also played very well in that Super Bowl against Carolina. And so there were some sprinkled in great performances. But for the most part, like, yeah, those early 2000s Patriots teams had great defenses. Uh, Belichick was hitting his stride. They, they were winning Super Bowls. Sometimes Brady was doing a lot. Other times he wasn't. Uh, but when the league started to shift into a more passing league, Brady's numbers evolved with that. Yeah. You know, if you look at his stats, like you'll see in his early years of his career, he was throwing like, I think in his first, in 2001, he threw like 18 touchdowns. 2002, he threw like 28. And then he was floating around like 24, 23, 26, stuff like that. And then 2007 comes around. Well, and he's got 50. Then he gets hurt in 2008, comes back in 2009. He throws 28, first year off a torn ACL. And then he throws 36 in 2010, 39 in 2011. 34 or 36 in 2012 2013 he had a bit of a down year but uh 2014 and 2015 he's in the 30s and 2017 he's in the 30s with an mvp Uh, so his numbers evolved and that's something that makes me think well he did have a big factor because he went from you know a, a middle of the pack qb to a top five QB most years in a pass heavy league. So he was able to evolve 
with that trend and keep consistent with what the NFL was becoming. So that's something I've always admired about Tom Brady. But yeah, I mean, you know, I, I do think the GOAT status for him is cemented, but Mahomes gets to gain a lot of ground because what what happens if Brady loses? Well, that, you know, that's his it's his fourth Super Bowl loss, you know? Yeah. He's so, won six, but you also got to talk about the four times he's lost if yeah. that's the case. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. There's a lot on the line. There's we can if have we, this if, conversation if all day it, long. If we can do it for LeBron, we can do it for Brady. Come on, guys. Right. Look uh Oh, oh, he's been there ten times, but he's lost four of them. Okay. Yeah. When's the last time a player's been there ten times? Exactly. Come on now. It's, it's ah, crazy. Don't get me started. Well, I'm just, I just need to get on here one day and just have a full-on LeBron debate. Like, like literally, I could literally do it by myself. Just get on here and just throw out just a LeBron-centered why he's the GOAT just into the podcast. And yeah. just have literally uh, – because I feel like so often this this these topics come up. And I always think that's the first place my mind goes. And I'm always like, oh, we'll get to that another time. We never actually get to it. So off-season football, we'll we just need a, we need someone who believes Jordan's the GOAT. And so that way I can get on here and kind we'll of just. find someone. Yeah, yeah. I just, I honestly don't know many people who are like super passionate about Jordan being the GOAT. I mean, on Twitter, you'll yeah. see a lot of Jordan GOAT supporters. But the people who are LeBron GOAT supporters are always the much more passionate of the yeah. crowd. <laughs> yeah. You know, so. Well, I feel like it's definitely because we don't see a lot of the time the jordan goat supporters are the ones that are um they're older or they're right. the ones that like they i feel like this is gonna sound bad they don't they're not keeping up with the modern basketball right and that i mean that, that kind of sounds bad but like no but the games change so it's a yeah, fair fair assessment they're kind of more like oh back in you know, back before I was born, Jordan was doing this. I was like, you've never watched him. And then they're like, you have never watched him either. I'm like, but I have watched LeBron and I can tell you oh. he is the greatest. LeBron, LeBron never had to play the bad boy Pistons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just always see stuff like that. LeBron, and to, LeBron to never fair, had to play against the Carpenters. After this summer, they both, they both will have played the Monstars. So We'll yeah. have well that will actually be the first thing that we can actually like direct compare them on. Yeah. The Monstars. I mean, you gotta imagine the Monstars are gonna oh. be fielding the fielding the same squad here in Space Jam too. They might actually be better because uh this time they'll be stealing powers from like KD and Steph Curry and Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. Instead Giannis, of it's yeah. gonna be instead of the uh, you know, the um I can't think of part time part time plumbers that were uh, yeah. playing back in the day of Jordan. So yeah, so uh, something definitely to watch there is how LeBron <laughs> fares against the Monstars. That's um, one of my favorite arguments. The Jordan, the plumber, <laughs> the part time worker. Yeah, part off duty <laughs> firefighters. That's yeah, one of my favorite because like that gets that is like if someone is passionate about Jordan that gets them riled up. <laughs> yeah. No, they were much more physical back then. <laughs> no, they were. They would clothesline yeah. people coming in the lane. That's not physicality. That's illegal. You can't do that. Yeah. All right. So we got a, a little off topic, but um, I think we're gonna about wrap up here. We're gonna get into our picks. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I uh, think I we, can. I lead the way. Yeah. Go ahead. I was about to ask if you had. Yeah. Um. So one thing I want to say, X Factor. We were talking about it earlier. Rob Gronkowski and Antonio Brown. Really, just the Patriots of the. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Tampa Bay Patriots are going to be that kind of shifting force that if they play well, 
then the Buccaneers could pull out with the win. I think on the Chiefs side of things, obviously you're going to have to have a good game from Patrick Mahomes. You're going to have to good, have a good game from Tyreek Hill, uh, Travis Kelsey. All three are going to have to be there. However, someone we saw in the championship game who started out slow but then started to really turn the tide for the Chiefs, Miko Hardman. And I think he's okay. going to be a big factor for the Chiefs going forward like because he is a dynamic player and he can do some things that really – if you're keying in on Tyree Kill, Miko Hardman can almost mirror what Tyree Kill's able to do without the, you know, just incredible. Right. Tyree Kill's just so much more well versed, but I think Miko Hardman can take that jet sweep for 50 yards. He can, you know, catch the slant and take it for however. He can take it for a touchdown. He's just. He can take that punt and return it for. He's just. There's so many different things that he can do with the football. If he can bust one big one, he's going to be this year's Damian Williams. Obviously, last year we saw Williams yeah, be right. the saving force of this Chiefs offense. I think he's going to be this year's Damian Williams with the lack of running back production we've seen from the Chiefs. However, if I had to pick right now, which obviously I do, which team is going to hoist the Lombardi Trophy when the clock strikes triple zeros on the Super Bowl? I think that because of what they've been able to do this season, because of who they have taking leading them to the promised land, both as a coach and as a quarterback, I'm gonna have to go with the Kansas City Chiefs, and that's and my reasoning behind it is I, everyone must know that by now that I am a I am probably I'm a Andy Reid stan. Yeah, I am a Andy Reid stan. I just love what he's able to do on the offensive side of the football. I think he is an innovative mind. He has obviously been one of the best in terms of being able to reach this point and just be a consistent force in the NFL for quite some time. And the Chiefs are going to be able to continue that success in the Super Bowl despite facing a pesky Buccaneers defense. I think they come out. They get off to a rather hot start. Not as hot as the one they had earlier in the season, but they get off to a hot start. They score some points. And I think at the end of the, at the, end of the day, we see the Chiefs walk away with a 31-27 to victory over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Super Bowl 55. Okay. All right. I mean, the, the Chiefs are probably the safe pick. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and get into my pick here. Brandon, uh, I'm going to go the Lee Corso route, kind of put on the headgear here and you know, add a little spice to my picks. So why don't you go ahead and cue the music? There is a storm on the horizon. They say it follows a ship rigged with black sails. They'll destroy anyone who stands in between them and their hunt for gold. Have mercy on your soul if you ever run into these buccaneers. That is right. I'm going with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think Gronk is going to have a huge game in this game. I think you're going to see some classic, good old-fashioned February Brady to Gronk connection in this game. I don't think the Bucs went on the road for three games in a row going to the Superdome and to Lambeau Field only to lose the Super Bowl in their home stadium. They have the city behind their back in this game. 
This is the first time we've ever seen a home team host the Super Bowl. And I don't think the Bucs are going to let that opportunity slip through their fingers. I'm going with the experience of the greatest quarterback of all time, Tom Brady. That's my pick. It's going to be close, 28 to 23. Wow. Book it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's going to be an interesting game. We're going to have to see a lot from both teams. But when I say that this might be – I just need people to understand, okay? I, I don't – this game – should not be taken for granted. Yes, because of the what's been what's occurred to get to this point in terms of the 2020 season. Yes, in terms of these are two of the best teams that we've really seen on the football field for quite some time. Yes, because this might be the best quarterback matchup that we will witness in our lifetimes. It is like I said at the top of the show, baby goat versus the goat goat. We're going to see two yeah. we're going to see a collision course of what was known as what will soon be known as the past and what's known as the present in the NFL colliding. It is going to be a spectacular outing. It's going to be really fun to watch. And I'm super excited to be able to just have my eyes graced by the presence of Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady on the field in Tampa. For, for me, one last thing. I think it's the most intriguing quarterback matchup in a Super Bowl yeah. Since Super Bowl 30 or Super Bowl 44 between Peyton Manning and Drew Brees. Yeah. So, and that was a really, really good game if you remember that game. Yeah. So, I think yeah. we're in for a treat here. It's going to be yeah. awesome. I'm looking forward to it. Unless you got a best thing or any uh, closing thoughts. I, think I will, about I will say, it. I will say, um, I saw this thing earlier and it said the only thing the Chiefs need to do to beat Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is sign Eli Manning to the, as their backup. So if Patrick Mahomes yeah. goes down, he can come in and he can lead the way to give Tom yeah. Brady the third loss by Eli Manning as yeah. a until, starting quarterback until, in the NFL. Until Balcom Mutler picks him <laughs> off at the goal line. So we'll see. We'll see. Eli Manning's never seen Balcom Mutler before. Yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be good. I'm I'm looking forward to it. It's gonna be an awesome game. Bucks, Chiefs Super Bowl 55, Tampa Bay. Don't miss it. It's Jim, good. Yeah. Tony Romo, Jim Nance, CBS. Tony Romo and Jim Nance, uh, Tracy Wolfson. Yes. Awesome. Just the – the. it's going to be – It's. I'm excited. As If you can't tell, I'm pumped. We didn't even talk about the commercials. The commercial – oh, my God. Imagine what commercials we're getting this year. Uh, Pan, just, the pandemic Super Bowl is just going to be something – it's going to be something to witness. Yeah. It's going to be are – you, Are you excited for the weekend? Like is yeah. that intrigue I mean, you at all? I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm not, I'm not like super big. Not that I'm not a hater of their music. I just don't really know a lot of their music. Yeah. Um. Obviously, that one song that they play in all their commercials, you know that one because you've yeah. heard it a million yeah. times. But, um, we'll see how it goes. Um, what did we have last year? I can't even think. We had J Lo last year at the halftime show. Yeah. Oh, okay, gosh, Jay, that was something. Yeah, that was something the year before. I don't even. Oh, we had a, we had Travis Scott. And, Travis Scott wasn't Travis Scott last year. Super Bowl Fifty Three, the Patriots Rams uh, one, and yeah, then Bruno yeah, yeah, Mars yeah. was Bruno Mars there. Or? I feel like Travis and Bruno were at the same one. Yeah. I feel like there was but Bruno one Mars. Where, also, yeah, I don't know. My my all time favorite halftime show was Bruno Mars and the Red Hot Chili Peppers. In yeah. Super <laughs> That one was really good. That's I also funny. enjoyed Coldplay from Super Bowl 50. Dude, I don't know what you're talking about. Katy Perry. Katy Perry, the left <laughs> shark. 
the left, dude, the left shark is still a meme to this. Day. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, it's great. He, that, that was good. Some good TV. The Super Bowl halftime show is always good TV. Absolutely. Looking forward to it. Maybe I'll even, uh, maybe I'll even relapse my soda avoidance and crack open a Pepsi during the halftime show. I know Pepsi doesn't pay me to say that, but I'm gonna give him a little, little shout out anyways. Yeah, yeah. So. Shout out, shout out, Pepsi. Yeah. Actually, I'm more, of, I'm more, I'm more of a Coke guy, so. Like, mm. It's no, all good. It's no. all good. I, I just our, <laughs> our uh our sponsorship just died. It it was yeah. alive and it died just that quickly. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I think that about does it. All right, yeah. Enjoy the game this weekend. And Absolutely. we will see you guys probably Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, sometime next week. A day that ends in Y. We'll see yes. you some we'll yes. see you on Yes. Everyone stay safe. Enjoy the quarterback matchup of the century and uh I got the Chiefs. Matt's got the Bucks. We'll catch y'all next time. Thank you for listening. We'll see you guys. Enjoy the game.